0: Anybody would know. And uh, boy, it's beautiful, isn't it? The Lord is my shepherd. It begins, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord. Forever, Let's pray together. Father, we ask, Lord, in Jesus' name, God, that you'd help us tonight. Lord, you sure were good to us today in our study and filled us with the Holy Ghost. And Lord, I just appreciate so much these uh, words and verses, Lord, that we've read tonight. Now, I just pray, Lord, that for a little while you'd help us to exhort, and, uh, Lord, that you'd help us to extol, and that you'd help us, Lord, to glorify you Uh, Bless us in this place tonight. Comfort the brokenhearted. Lord, encourage those that are downtrodden tonight. Lord, I pray that we'd leave here better than we came. We'll thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, we ask these things. Through his blood we pray. Amen and amen. I want us to look tonight at the 23rd Psalm. Like I said, we'll be here at least uh, six weeks, if not longer, on Wednesday night. Thinking about this psalm that is known as the peril of the psalms. It is the highlight for most folks. You think about the 23rd psalm and the millions of people throughout the ages that its words have brought comfort to. Many of you that are in here tonight, when a loved one's died, where did you turn? You turned to the 23rd psalm. When you faced some kind of trouble and you didn't know what to do, where did you turn? Turn to the 23rd Psalm. It's words that brought peace to those that were in turmoil. It's brought comfort to those that were discontented. This Psalm is universal in its appeal, but it's singular in its application. By that I mean that only a saved person can really know what it is to say that the Lord is my shepherd. All the world tonight can quote this psalm. The world tonight, much of the world knows the words of these verses. I'm glad to report to you tonight, I know more than the words. Amen. Thank God I know the shepherd of the psalm. Boy, there's been so many times that I've walked through dark valleys. He's been real in my life. That's what makes the 23rd. Boy, I'm about to shout. That's what makes the 23rd Psalm real to me is my relationship with the shepherd. And I can say with David, uh, I've got nothing to fear. Amen. As long as he's with me. So I want us to think this morning or this evening for a little while, I want to preach on the person of the shepherd, the person of the shepherd. We're going to look at the first verse. Now, there's a lot of things we can see in these uh, verses. Preachers take this and develop it. We see that the Lord is my shepherd in verse 1. We see the Lord is my peace in verse 2. We see the Lord is my health and righteousness in verse 3. We see the Lord is my companion in verse 4. We see the Lord is my victory in verse 5. We see the Lord is my provision in verse 6. Can I just sum it up tonight and say, the Lord is my everything. The Lord is my shepherd, David said. So I want us to think about this Psalm. David, I believe, writing it in his old age, looking back over life, looking back, thinking about his younger years as he was there with Jesse, uh, his father tending the flock. Thinking back on those days, Brother Neil, when he'd killed the bear and when he'd killed the lion, out protecting the flock, and he began to think about how the Lord had done that same thing in his life. So he began to pin down these beautiful words, the Lord is my shepherd. Can I just take time out this morning or this evening? I keep thinking it's morning time. I just take time out this evening and say, thank God he is my shepherd. Boy, he's been a good shepherd. And I'm glad to be one of his sheep. Let's think about these things. First, we see in these verses the Christ of the psalm. And I want you to notice the first two words, the Lord. In particular, I would like you to know his position. Look at that word, Lord. Are you keyed in on that? Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Anytime you see the word Lord in the King James Bible, in all caps, that denotes that that particular word is referring to Jehovah. Amen. It's referring to the King of Kings. The Hebrew Jehovah or Yahweh as we'll deal with here in just a minute, the uh, The Hebrews were in such awe, Brother Marvin, of this word, Jehovah, that they would not speak it out loud uh, they if they had to speak it out loud in some kind of public reading, they would find some substitute word to use. They didn't feel like they were holy enough to say it as a matter of fact, this word uh, that's translated "Lord here was only spoken one time a year. Uh, And that was on the great day of atonement. And it was spoken by the high priest uh, inside the holy of holies. Uh, They tell me when the scribes would write the Bible that when they came to the word Jehovah, they'd get up and go and ceremoniously cleanse themselves and wash. Uh, They'd change quills and change ink, uh, write that word out, uh, and then go back and wash again every time. they. That's how holy that they thought that this word Jehovah was, uh, that word, it means self-existent one. Uh, It means uh, the one, uh, uh, the holy one. Uh, It means the living one. Uh, Can I say it means the I am, amen. Uh, Capital L, capital O, capital R-D. It means the king of kings uh, and Lord of lords. We see in the Hebrew it's Yahweh. That word Yahweh simply means uh, the God who is. Amen. There's a lot of little g gods in this world, but they are not. But there's one big g God that is. He's the God that is. I began to think about this today. Oh, praise God. He is the, in creation, He is the God who is. As the waters rose the ark, he was the God who is. As Abraham received the covenant, he was the God who is. As Joseph rose to power in Pharaoh's house, he was the God who is. Amen. He was the God who is in the fiery furnace. He was the God who is down in the lion's den. He was the God who is over at the potter's house. Can I say that he's the God who is tonight the ruler of my soul. He is the God who is my savior. He is the God who is my redeemer. He is the God who is alive in me tonight. He is the God we came to worship on a Wednesday. I'm talking about the king of kings. I say thank God for these first two words. The Lord. We see his possession. But then not only his position, but we know his our possession of him. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He's mine. The Lord is mine. Now, what a thought. What a thought. I got thinking about it today. The gods of the ancient world, Hermes, Zeus, Jupiter, all of those pagan little g gods of the ancient world. You read about them in Greek mythology and what you'll find is that their ideal of God, man's ideal of God, those gods were always self-serving. They were always interested in doing something for themselves and never interested in mankind. But thank God the real God. I'm talking about that big G God. He is a creator that is interested in his creation. Amen. In a matter of fact, he's so interested in his creation that he sent his only begotten son to redeem it. And so David said, this is a God I can have a relationship with. As a matter of fact, he's mine and I'm his. We sung that song about Jesus so sweetly abides within. I'm glad to report to you this morning, this evening that my shepherd, amen. It's feel like a Sunday morning service. I keep saying morning. But my shepherd, I'm glad my shepherd, he's mine. I've got possession of him tonight. I can claim him as my own. Aren't you glad for a personal relationship with the Lord? I'm so glad that I don't have a relationship with a shepherd, just something I've read out of a book or heard somebody else talk about. But I'm glad Brother Neal, he walks with me and he talks with me, amen. I'm glad I spent time with him today and I'm trying to bathe the message for tonight in prayer and asking God for help. I'm glad that I can say that the Lord, that capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D is mine. So we see the Christ of the psalm. But then I want you to think about the contrast in the psalm. Note with me this first verse. The Lord is my shepherd. So we're going to go from the word Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, Jehovah, the God who is the self-existent one. It's the most holy, most reverent, highest, most powerful name in the universe. And we're going to go over here. To the word shepherd. Perhaps there is no greater chasm in the English language. Than is between the word Lord. And the word shepherd. Because when we think about the Lord being our shepherd. The first thing that I'd point out to you tonight. Is that it's a lowly job. Nobody wanted to be a shepherd. As a matter of fact, if you'll study your Bible, you'll find that the youngest son was always left to the shepherding duties. You think about when Samuel went to anoint a king. Where was David, the youngest of Jesse? He was out tending the flock. As a matter of fact, the shepherd's job was so lowly that uh, if the man didn't have a, a son, he would appoint his daughters to do it. And I'm not knocking women. I'm just saying... In Bible times, they didn't let the women do very good jobs. And so uh, you think about Rachel and how she was keeping Laban's flock there in Genesis chapter number 29. And so being a shepherd was a very lowly job. Now David could have said, the Lord is my king. And that would have been true. He could have said, the Lord is my priest," That would have been true. He could have said like Job, the Lord is my redeemer. He could have used that word goel, and that would have been true. But that's not what David said. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And the shepherd was a very lowly job. Can I tell you tonight that I, that we have a lowly shepherd? Now, that's not meaning he is not the king of kings and lord of lords but simply to tell you that in an effort to redeem mankind and in an effort to be your friend and to feel your pain... Hey man, he condescended himself. Uh, The Bible said in Hebrews 2 and 9, but we see Jesus, uh, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, uh, clowned with glory and honor. uh, My friend, in order that he might redeem us, Uh, he lowered himself. uh, He lowered himself uh, out of the position of a shepherd. The shepherd's job was a lowly job. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty nine, 29, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. He used two words. To, uh, Christ used two words to describe himself. He said, I am meek and lowly. That word lowly has to do with his position in life. Jesus was born in a manger. He was raised in a carpenter's shop, and he said as an adult that he had no place to lay his head. Certainly the most poor among us, the biggest nobodies, the biggest zeros, can have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, even if you live in a cardboard box, Jesus can be your Savior. Amen. But then he said he was meek. That has to do with his spirit. Uh, that That has to do with the spirit of life and how that... He was meek. How that he was reviled, but he reviled not again. How that hanging on Calvary, as we said Sunday, he cried, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Oh, what a shepherd tonight. Uh, aren't you glad he's your shepherd? He condescended to where you was uh, so that you could have a relationship with him. The shepherd's work was a lowly work. I began to think about how that the shepherd's work was a lonely work. The shepherd, Brother Neil, would be out in, um, uh, out in the fields many months. Sun scorching his face, dew drenching his hair at night by himself. Nobody but him and the sheep. As a matter of fact, the only relationships that a lot of shepherds have is among the flock. But the flock don't really understand the shepherd. The shepherd does things that are beyond the sheep's knowings. He leads in ways that the sheep don't understand. He can't converse with the sheep. The sheep can't give him input on what he ought to do next. And so the relationship is limited and he's, lo- he's lonely a lot of times. Have you ever thought about the loneliness of our Lord? Oh, while he walked the earth, even his disciples didn't understand him. His brothers and sisters hated him. His own family struggled to understand who he was. You know why? Because his ways were higher than our ways. And a lot of times the only relationships he's able to cultivate is with his sheep. But how many times have you as a sheep been being led by the shepherd and thought, where's he going? What's he doing? I don't understand. Why are we going this way? You see, there's things about our shepherd we can't understand. Hey, being a shepherd was a lonely job. It was a lonely job. It was a lonely job. But you know what? I got to study on it today, being a shepherd. Being a shepherd was a laborious job. It required a lot of labor. You know what? The life of the shepherd is one that's full of peril because out yonder, beyond the pasture, Brother Neil, there's bears and lions and wolves. None of them which would be sparing the flock, but thank God the shepherd's got a sling and the shepherd's got a staff and the shepherd's got a crook. And the shepherd knows how to protect the flock. Amen. and he's continually contending with perils. Sometimes I'm afraid we'll lay our head on our pillow at night and not really think about that all through the night the shepherd is on the job. Oh, how many of us that would have already been destroyed and taken out had the shepherd not seen the wolf and threw the stone and took care of it. Oh, thank God. He's always dealing with the perils. He's always having to take care of the dangers. Boy, when I stayed on this today, I got to thinking about how thankful I was (laughs) that so many different times, Brother Neil, probably things I didn't even know about could have took me out or could have took my ministry out. But just in time, the shepherd showed up, amen, and run off the wolf and run off the bear and run off the lion Thank God we see him continually dealing with the perils of the sheep. But I want you to think about this. The shepherd is continually on the move. The shepherd would continually transverse the mountains. He'd go to find grazing land for the sheep. He's continually looking for water, still water to water the sheep by it. Every day he's spending time uh, uh, singing to the sheep. His activity is never done. And every now and again, Brother Marvin, a sheep will wander off uh, and he'll have to go after it and he'll go through glades and over mountains and down through valleys and through the rivers to find that one sheep uh, that is lost. You see, shepherding is not an easy job. Our shepherd is in constant activity. I read of a shepherd one time and he was talking about looking for that lost sheep. And he was relating a story. And he said that, uh, he, he got looking for that lost sheep, Neil, and said what he'd always look for is wool that would be caught on the underbrush. Or said he could find, he could find where that wool was caught. And, and a shepherd's got an eye for it. He knows which path to look down. He knows where sheep are likely to go. And, you know, a shepherd will tell you that a sheep are, con- sheep are continually looking for a way to get in trouble or get hurt or, or something like that. Matter of fact, we going to buy some sheep, and I talked to David about it. He said, don't buy sheep, buy goats. He said, cause sheep get up in the morning and go, how can I get hurt today? That's what they think." So Goats ain't that way, but that's what a sheep does. But he said he looked for that little old wool. said he found that sheep attracted all the way to a rock face. He found that sheep up under that up under that brush and there the sheep was had wandered off and was injured uh, and was scared uh, but the shepherd had went to it climbed up under the brush and he said it wasn't time to fuss at it if it made the wrong move it'd fall off and said so just in a low voice Uh, he said come here baby come here sweetheart I love you I've been drinking now come here Uh, come here hey hey Uh, I'm glad thank God for all the times uh, that my good shepherd uh, has come by where I'm followed me all through the my Man, and dealt with me kindly. Matter of fact, if I get to, I'm gonna deal with the long-suffering this other shepherd. But let me just say this in case I forget it: long-suffering, a long-suffering shepherd don't just mean that he's patient, but it means that he suffers along. If mm. you get a hold of that, honey, and it'll make you feel like running. 40 lamps. I said he suffers along. Hallelujah. Oh my. If the, if the sheep skinned up, then likely the shepherd skinned his knees to get there. Amen. What a shepherd we've got. We see he's on the move. But then did you know a shepherd is constantly lifting? He has to be strong. Isaiah 40 and verse 11 said, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. Do you know the shepherd's all time picking sheep up? Matter of fact, a book I was reading on today about a shepherd, he's got a shepherd on the front of him, he's got a sheep around his shoulders. A shepherd is continually picking the sheep up. She so has got to be strong. He's got to have strong back, strong biceps. Strong shoulders. And they tell me, Brother Neil, if a, a sheep is crippled, that that shepherd will pick that sheep up if he's crippled or if he's injured, and he'll put him on his shoulders, carry the sheep. And they tell me that those lambs, those little lambs, that sometimes the shepherd will have a sheep on his shoulder, and there'll be a little lamb trying to make its way along, can't make its way along with the flock, and the shepherd will bend down, scoop up that lamb, put it in his bosom. He said, it's not unusual in the East and the Eastern traditions to see a shepherd come down out of the, out of the wood country with a lamb under each arm and his bosom and a full grown sheep across his shoulders. Amen. <laughs> hey, yeah. Boy, that takes strength. Yeah. And I was reading today, Brother Neil, may they said that past, that, that, uh, that, uh, valley of death that pass uh, where they'd lead those sheep up to that grazing land said a lot of times they'd come to a place where the sheep couldn't get across uh, and so as each sheep would come up uh, out of that rocky pass uh, that shepherd would stoop over and catch it with the crook uh, and lift it up to a higher rail man, man some of you gonna get that here in a minute uh, he'd hook them uh, and lift them up to a higher land. you see the the shepherd was never in the pushing down business. He was always in the lifting up business. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm telling you there's been times I've been wounded and crippled times I didn't feel like I'm about to run times I didn't feel like I could go on but thank God the shepherd had put me on his shoulders hey amen getting me up in his bosom Grab me with the hook of his rod or with the hook of his staff and elevate me to a higher location well can I just take time out tonight and say thank God for my shepherd I, I'm glad he's in the lifting business. Oh, he's the lifter up of my head. He's the encourager of my soul. <laughs> oh me. When I feel like I can't go on, he carries me. I'm gonna say that again because I want you to hear it. When I feel like he can when I feel like I can't go on, he carries me. I said, when I feel like I can't go on, he carries me. How many of you ever took a ride on a shepherd's shoulders? Oh, my. Boy, there ain't nothing like it when when you feel like you can't make another step, and all of a sudden, from another world comes strength to make it. Oh, you know what that is? That's that shepherd picking you up and elevating you to a higher ground. You see the shepherd, the person of the shepherd. He had a lowly life. He had a laborious life, but let me tell you this. It's a loving life. You know what? Whenever the shepherd, I got to reading this today and I took me a fit. Whenever the shepherd would go get the sheep out of the fold, He goes before them and he calls them by name. In other words, when he's going to bring that sheep, sometimes the sheep would intermingle uh, among the the other flocks at a watering hole or some such thing. The shepherd's going to lead them up into the table country. We'll deal with that in a few weeks. He'd make a certain noise, sometimes hit a note on the flute. Them sheep knew to gather together and a lot of times they'd line up. And the shepherds say, all right, come on, Neil. Come on, Gabriel. Come on, Cody. Oh, every little sheep that comes up out of the watering hole. Uh, come here, Gary. Hey, Amen. Come on now. Come on, little sheep. Call them. Boy, if that don't do something for you, your blesser might be broke. And I mean just call them each one by name. He knows their nature. He knows their personality. He knows their shortcomings. Uh, he knows everything. Oh my. The shepherd's saying now you gotta watch a uh, uh, little Tommy there. This little Tommy boy, I love little Tommy, but uh, you know he's bad to drift off, so I gotta keep my eye on. You see, he knows the nature of every one of them sheep, and he knows them every one by name. Amen. Now watch this. He leads them out, calls them. Come here, baby. Come on. Calls them, gets them out of that, gets them out of the uh, gets them out of the fold. And every now and again, I was reading on it today. They said they get them sheep in the line. And they start up toward that table country, and every now and again, maybe a sheep in the back. And he said there always some sheep at just trying to jockey and get closer to the shepherds. And said so they'd get out of line and look and pass another sheep. And a lot of times it caused fighting and fussing. That shepherd would have to calm them down. Right. And they says sometimes that sheep, they won't get out, see the shepherd said, pop his head out. <laughs> that shepherd would say, all right, come here. Come here, Neil. Mm-hmm. That sheep would go up there, and here's what that shepherd would do. He'd take his staff, and he'd lay that staff over on the sheep. <laughs> and they'd walk almost like they holding hands up through that mountain pass. And that sheep just leaning over on its shepherd. Boy, and I tell you, what a loving relationship. A matter of fact, I read one guy today, he said if the shepherd didn't love the sheep, he's a hireling. He's just in it for the money. And I'm glad to report to you tonight that our shepherd is not a hireling. I'm glad he loves us tonight. Hallelujah. I'm glad, thank God, he calls us by name. I'm glad that he lifted me out. I say thank God for the love of the shepherd. As a matter of fact, the life of the sheep is wrapped up in the shepherd. I'll give you one more thing. We saw the Christ and the shepherd. We saw the contrast in the song. But then I want you to notice real quickly the confidence of the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. Here's our phrase. I shall not want. Somebody give me a witness right here. A big old fat sheep with plenty of wool walks up to the watering hole and he's standing there next to a little old sheep that's ratty looking and ain't half, ain't half eat and flies is swatting around him. And uh, he looks over there at him and says, uh, who's your shepherd? And the old sheep said, mm, the world's my shepherd. <laughs> the old sheep's got plenty of wool and he's fat and been taken care of. His head's dropping with oil. <laughs> he looks over there at that sheep and he said, well, the Lord is my shepherd. I ain't got nothing to worry about. <laughs> you see, the shepherd is known by his flock. <laughs> You think the Lord's going to allow his flock to be eaten up with nights and to be starving to death and not to be well watered because he's known by the flock. When you see the flock, it reflects on the shepherd. That big old sheep says, the Lord's my shepherd. Boy, and I think about how this world thinks they've got it made, but really they live a sad existence. All the time angry and aggravated, and all the time disgusted with life. But here we are tonight. If you're saved by God's grace, you're the Lord's sheep. Amen. And you, hey, would you agree with me tonight? He's been taking pretty good care of. Hallelujah! Amen. I've never wanted. I, I, oh, you say, preacher? Now you've wanted. Well, now I, I have desired things like new guns. But as far as being in want for anything, best I can tell, never in my life. I've never been hungry because I couldn't get food. I've never uh, longed for a place to lay my head at night. Just think about the blessings. I shall not want. It's the confidence of the sheep. Let me give you just three things right here. Number one, we can trust Him Because of his love. Now just like I said, the shepherd is known by the condition of the flock. The Lord loves us too much to allow us to lack for anything. Amen. I said the Lord loves us too much to allow us to lack for anything. But then let me give you this. I can trust him because of his loads. Psalm sixty-eight, nineteen says, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Salah. You know what the Lord does every morning, every morning, daily, not weekly, not monthly, not yearly, but every day God takes a big load of benefits, puts them over on me. I get out of my house and escort and get in my car and start down Pensacola. I got benefits just of flooding off me and blowing out the windows. Amen. He done loaded me down again. He done blessed me again. The Lord looks at our day and says, going to need a little extra measure of grace. Going to need a little extra measure of mercy. Oh, he loadeth us, loadeth us with benefit. He so said, I want one. Now let me say this right here to you. I don't have to worry because my shepherd is that Lord. Capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. You know what Paul said in Philippians 4.19? But my God shall supply all your need. Amen. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus i tell you what my daddy used to always tell me. He'd always tell me, as long as you've got a dime, or as long as he's got a dime, I've got a nickel. what he always used to say. He'd say, as long as I've got a dime, you've got a nickel. Well, he's got a lot more than dime now. <laughs> I'll just leave that there. But He'd say, as long as I've got a dime, you've got a nickel. Well, can I tell you tonight... That if our if our earthly fathers are going to take care of us and see to us, how much more our heavenly Father? No wonder that big old well-take care of sheep is able to say, "I ain't never wanted for a thing." Oh, you know why? Because the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, He is my shepherd. Oh, He's a sin payment taking care of me. Oh, I've got it made. I don't want a thing. Oh, so much in this first little verse the Lord is my shepherd. Well, we worry about things. Lord, what's the economy going to do? Lord, what's the virus going to do? Lord, what's the job going to do? But really, as sheep of his pastures, we all just get up every morning and go, "Ba, back, <laughs> Somebody said, it might be a disastrous day. Oh, I'll not want. Nah. I remember hearing years ago, I heard Mays Jackson say that if all the food ran out in Atlanta, Georgia, but, one, but for one saltine cracker, that he knew that the Lord allowed him to gnaw on one end of it, <laughs> amen. That's how good our shepherd is. Amen. What you worried about? Amen. What am I worried about? Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, that sheep said, I shall not want. Amen. He said, the Lord, how many of you have to testify tonight and say the Lord's been taking pretty good care of you so far? Lord's been saying to you. There's some of you praying about things and seeking God about different things. Can I just tell you this? The Lord knows what he's doing. He's there before you. And he's took care of you this far. Well, we're just getting started. I'm going to be here at least six weeks. I told them, I put there on church chat earlier today, When the pastor sees his shadow, that means six more weeks of, uh, six more weeks of sermon series, amen. So I saw my shadow today, so it'll be six weeks in this 23rd Psalm. What a thought. The Lord is my shepherd. When you get up in the morning, it might do some of you, it's good to get out of the bed and go, meh. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Lord. Another day. Another day. You know, the other night, I got a minute. The other night when uh, that snowstorm was blowing in, the wind must have been blowing 50 miles an hour at my house. And I got up to one of my trips to the bathroom. And uh, I was walking through the bedroom, and I could hear that wind blowing, this whistling through the window. And I just, before I thought, I said, thank you, Lord, for a warm place to lay. And that turned into about an hour's worth of me wiping tears, laying in the bed, (laughs) thinking about how good God had been in my life. You know, if you just slow down and look at it, you'll see that you're so blessed. If you'll slow down and look at it, you'll see God's took care of you so good. It'll make you feel better about tomorrow. Let's stand at our feet. Father, Thank you, Lord, for helping us to preach tonight. Lord, you're a good shepherd. You're a great shepherd. You're the chief shepherd. Thank you, Lord, for lifting me out of sin's penalty and sin's pain and sin's power. Lord, I pray tonight, God, that you would help us each one as sheep of your pasture to be so thankful for your provisions. Lord, we won't not today. We just want to say thank you, Lord. We honor you and glorify you as our shepherd. Lord, as we leave this place this week, would you just allow things to pop up in the lives of your people this week and just remind them that you're there leading the way. Do that now as only you can. We'll thank you for all that you do in Jesus' name. We ask these things through his blood we pray. Amen.